0: You're listening to A Conduit's Diary. This is a podcast about me, Rachel, and my experiences as I investigate paranormal activity as a conduit. This is rated R for explicit because I do have a little bit of a foul mouth. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you listen to it. I hope you guys have enjoyed Haunted Arizona because this is episode number two, Jerome, Arizona. I'm truly excited to talk about Jerome because it's absolutely one of my favorite places to go and one of my favorite places to tell newcomers to the area to check out. Jerome, Arizona was once referred to as the wickedest little town in the West. It's no surprise. During its heyday the town boasted more brothels than people. The town is built on a hill just a hundred miles north of Phoenix and has burnt down countless times, each time rebuilding itself from its ashes. I don't understand why we don't call Jerome Phoenix. It seems more fitting. Most people who talk about Jerome these days talk about its wineries, the art community, and its cute little downtown area. People also marvel at the fact that it's built on the side of a mountain, with plenty of the homes and businesses built on stilts. The true haunted history traces back to when it was first developed in the late 19th century. It sits over two ore bodies along a ring fault in a caldera of an undersea volcano. Try saying that five times fast. The first copper mining claims happened in 1876, which were bought by the governor of Arizona territory in 1880. In 1883, the United Verde Copper Company was founded. Because it was pretty remote and travel by wagon was expensive, the operation was defunct by 1884. Four years later, William A. Clark bought the property and turned it into a real mine, The city itself grew grew from 250 people to 2,500 in just a decade. They employed 800 men, which is one of the largest mines of the world at the time. Through its life, it produced over 33 million tons of metals. With this growth came expansion of the city. In 1883, it got a post office, in 1889 a library, and in 1903, New York's The Sun magazine called Jerome the wickedest town in the West. Through this massive population growth came alcohol, gambling, and prostitution, as the population of the town was 78% male. A lot of the lore about Jerome comes from its history with fire. It burned down four times in the 1800s alone. 1894 with two blocks in the business district. 1897 on Christmas day, when the business district and many homes were lost. 1898 saw a similar loss. And in 1899, 24 saloons and 15 restaurants plus homes were lost. After the 1897 fire, a madame of one of the brothels ran into the street and offered free business to the entire fire department if they saved her house. They did. As the mine became popular, the town grew. But between fires and a failing mining industry, desertion was inevitable. In the 1920s, the population was near 15,000. By the mid-1950s there were only a few people living there the town was a true ghost town until the 60s when the counterculture found jerome and restored the town part of the rebuild tried to maintain many of the original structures this deals with a lot of the lore of jerome being haunted with the grand hotel being the most haunted place in arizona allegedly the grand hotel in jerome was once a community hospital in 1927, until it was shut down in 1950. The building was vacant until 1996, when it reopened as a hotel of all things. The most haunted room is room 32, where multiple guests have witnessed strange activity. Guests in the hotel have noted labored breathing, coughing, and voices from empty rooms. There is also reports of phantom smells and light anomalies. A popular sighting is a young child between the ages of four and five who likes to run down the hallways on the third floor. The child will sometimes be seen staring down at you while you sleep. An infant has also been heard crying, and it's loud enough for guests to pick up the phone and call the front desk due to their concerns. The room in question? Always vacant. A popular ghost is Claude Harvey, who was found dead and likely murdered in 1935. He was the hospital maintenance man and was pinned beneath the elevator. The autopsy said that there's no way that the elevator could have killed him. Staff has reported seeing him roaming through the halls, as though he still has work to do. A spirit cat is often reported by guests, and some guests have shared photos of their bedding with an imprint believed to be a cat. Still others have felt the brush of the cat against their legs as they walk. Unlucky ones can hear it hissing. It's no wonder the hotel is thought to be haunted. When it was still a hospital, over 9,000 deaths occurred within its walls. The town's community center is another hotbed of activity. The official name is the Lawrence Memorial Hall, though the locals call it Spook Hall because of all the strange occurrences that happened there. It was built over a former brothel where a working woman was stabbed to death by a miner. She's the most famous purported spirit, lingering in front of the hall before moving onward into the night. She's not the only woman to have lost her life in Jerome. Madame Jenny Banters was the richest woman in Northern Arizona, and she was allegedly murdered by a client. The building she owned is now the Mile High Inn. Residents have seen her multiple times, and she's been known to throw things in the kitchen if they're not done right. She also likes to turn on the radio right before the maids come in to clean a room. Much like the Grand Hotel, the Mile High Inn has a spectral cat that is thought to have been Madame Jenny's cat. A few other spirits join them, including a grumpy man who likes to scare people, a singing woman, And whoever is guilty of disrupting the kitchen time and time again if you journey just off main street to diaz street you'll stumble onto husband's alley this was the street to go for brothels and bordellos after the town decided to become more civilized husband's alley was created to house these businesses those who couldn't find a job at the brothel would work out of tents or shacks along the alley called cribs for this reason The area is also called Crib Alley. A lot of the activity has been reported in this area, such as sense of perfume, voices, and phantom footsteps. Many suspect the ghost of Sammy Dean, a woman strangled by a customer that still walks the area. Her murder was never solved. As you can see, it's hard to go anywhere in Jerome without feeling some sort of presence. Jerome is a great place for amateur ghost hunters to try out their might and if you're not into being scared, you'll find a great collection of wineries, thrift stores, and great food in the cute town. It's truly like nothing else in Arizona, and its haunted history just kind of adds to the charm. A Conduit's Diary is created by me, written and produced by me, mixed horribly and edited by me. Cover art created by BMC Design on Fiverr. Music Intro and outro, created by Chris Hornberger.